0: Welcome. This is Parenting
1: for the Everyday. I'm Becca Alvarez. And I'm Holly Day-Andrew. We are two moms currently down in the trenches of parenthood. We want to create a community of support and encouragement as we set out to find the answers to the parenting questions that everyone is asking. On this episode of Parenting for the Everyday, we are talking about dating. So, in lieu of Valentine's Day uh, having just happened, we wanted to have the conversation of dating which question? All the questions. There's so many things uh, that we wanted to talk about. So we are joined by Stacy DiNardo and Kathy Grubbs, two veteran Ooh. moms <laughs> that are going to share all their wisdom with us. All of it. So if you just start with just who are you guys? Tell us about your family, what you do.
2: Um, This is Stacy here. And my family, I'm married to my amazing husband, Gene Denardo, and my two daughters. I have two daughters that are... Uh, Nineteen and seventeen, so still in the middle of the whole dating realm. Um, Crazy though that I'm also already here, so it's a it's a crazy thing. But yeah, and I work at CCC, so it's great to be here. Great to be great to be here. I'm so excited
3: about this podcast.
1: (laughs) We're excited,
2: Kathy.
3: All right, I'm Kathy, and I'm married to Tim. He's also amazing, and I have three kids who aren't really kids anymore. They're pretty much adults. Uh, My son's 35, and I have two daughters who are 32 and 27.
0: Dating, I feel like, is such a great topic. I'm glad that we're talking about it, but it is hard, and it's hard to know what to do from a parent's perspective. So how do you prepare your kids to date?
2: Well, one thing I want to point out is that Kathy here is actually my accountability partner. And um, the reason I say that is because I think there's a lot of things that you'll hear maybe us talk about today that are foundational to how we think about dating that I learned because I had Kathy in my life. So I think a starting point would be that as parents, like for you to have other people That you can go to that might be a little bit ahead of you, might be a peer that can speak into these types of things, not just dating, but all sorts of things. So I love it that Kathy and I are both here because I can just shoot to her and be like, hey, remember what you told me about all these things? Um, So I think foundationally speaking to – you were sharing some stuff earlier today that I thought was awesome about how to think about even dating in the first place. Yeah. So
3: So when – Stacey and I were kind of talking about this, and the Bible doesn't tell us much about dating. Right. It's it's, But it tells us that we should train up a child mm-hmm. in the way he should go. And so to me, what that means is um, how to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and what that looks like as we play it out in the everyday, yep. right? Whether that's dating, whether that's being a wife, whether that's being a mom—
1: mm-hmm.
3: Um whether it 's being a student or whatever your profession is, we want to lead with the gospel forward, so I feel like dating is just all part of that training yeah. period um it It can be scary, but it can be wonderful to walk your child through those those moments of of learning and navigating that new experience yeah
2: oh i I was just going to say I think preparing to preparing your kids for that one thing that that looks like in light of what Kathy just shared is that for them to realize that no other person on this earth is going to fill for them what mm-hmm. God can only fill. So I think, I know, um, if I think back on my own dating experiences or what I've seen my kids walk through, you know, there's a lot of times that they we believe a lie that a person is going to fulfill us in a way and bring that joy for our life. And dating could be, you know, the road to that, that really won't happen without Jesus being at the center. So— I would hope that in preparing my kids that that's at least part of the foundation to lay before they end up stepping into a scenario where they're romantically interested in somebody or casually interested in somebody that and having perspective on what that person can actually be for them. So,
1: yeah yeah, what I'm hearing too. So I have a soon to be thirteen year old. and so um this feels like super relevant to me and no, he's not ready to go on dates, but even having beginning to have these conversations to yeah. talk about, uh, like, yeah, where's your identity? Uh, where are you finding your hope and your happiness right. in another thing to mention and you'd
2: have more to share on this too, is I think as parents to, So make sure you're talking about this beforehand and you do know what before your kids are at that dating age, what types of parameters, what personal things for your family are going to be uh, markers for what dating looks like. So one of the things that I know was – I asked my daughter's permission in this and asked her what was really helpful for you or what was not helpful and how we paved that way was something I did get from Kathy. So I'm going to make her share that. So what was – that's one thing, the parameter that we set.
3: So about, yeah. a parameter that we set, especially with our, our daughters, is that before anybody could date them or even take them to a dance, didn't matter if you're going to spend time with our daughters in that setting – you needed to talk to their dad first, and so he was their advocate. And he would talk about what it looks like to respect others when you're with them. What does it look like when you respect my daughter, and that she better come back in the same position or in the same condition that she left in? Yeah, and that was really important. That this that, um, and they loved that. They felt loved very valued that. in it. They yeah. felt very valued in it. And when I asked my kids about this, about being on a podcast, they laughed and they said, I thought they were (laughs) laughing because you asked me, (laughs) but they were laughing because like, mom, that's the toughest topic ever Mm -hmm. to talk about. And it is, it's, it really is kind of a tough topic, but they both, my daughters said they felt very valued and loved at home and they felt that that was a safe place. So they never felt the need for their status to be dating somebody that that was their value. So I appreciated that input and, um, Yeah, my son didn't really date in high school. He he waited more so till college. And he always said dating is very expensive and very time consuming. (laughs) He's not wrong. He's He's not wrong. And I knew he found the right person when he was ready to sacrifice those resources for her. Yeah. And he found a good one. And I just I love that. So
2: and I think the to add on to that, number one. There's a lot of, like, fun moments that come out of that guy having to take that step and ask the dad for permission and the conversation that follows that I know my husband's had. I mean, it's it's been great conversations he's had. But I'd also say it does it really does weed out people. It takes a lot for a teenage guy to have the guts to approach a dad and to say, hey, I really care about your daughter, and I'd mm-hmm. like to take her out. So – I said earlier to Kathy, it weeds out the losers. I
1: think that's true. <laughs> but even so, like in thinking of like I said I have a boy. So even yeah. in preparing yes. him, hey, yeah. this is when you want to take someone out, this is what you should do. You should whether or not the parent requires that would be a great thing to go oh, to yeah. parents and say, Hey, would it be okay for me to take your daughter out? Yeah. Is it is really cool. Yeah.
0: I do like the willingness to have that conversation of preparation. I think that even being a mom of a little, he's already growing up too quickly for my own comfort. And I think that when you see that, and I've heard that from everyone in this episode right now, is that my kids grew up too fast. And when they do grow up fast, it's easy to kind of ignore the conversations that you should be having because they're difficult or because you don't want to admit that they're growing up. But how important this conversation is to have with your kids, whether it's your girl who you want to have them feel valued and taken care of, or your guy that you want them to understand what it looks like to pursue a girl, especially in godly pursuit. Um, So to have those conversations and have them
3: boldly, even when it feels like it happens too soon.
2: Yeah, don't shy away from conversations, that's for sure.
3: Or even examples. Um, I would spend time with Kyle. We would have one-on-one times, and he would learn to open car doors for me and what it looks like to respect and how you treat a woman, a girl, when you go out on and spend one-on-one time with them, Tim would intentionally spend time with both Casey and Tori and what it would look like to date and how it is to be respected on a date. So I love that he put into those, yeah. those safeguards already of what a healthy date would look like.
1: And this starts, I mean, it sounds like this starts long before early. they're oh, ready yeah. to date. Like, when you say early, give us some practical, like— oh. oh, Six Flags. He would take
3: one-on-one dates to Six Flags. And they would go out to dinner first and then, you know, do that whole thing and then spend the, the time at Six Flags and just have a date with that one-on-one, one-on-one. date. Yeah. Starting
1: even from young ages. I mean, this doesn't have to be like, oh, you're preteen. You could be doing this when they're six, seven years old starting to build these Mm -hmm. these habits. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's fast forward. You have a kid that is dating. They have a girlfriend, boyfriend, Mm -hmm. whatever they have. What were some like non-negotiable rules that you had set? (laughs) What were the boundaries in your home? They got to ask
1: first what other like Mm -hmm. rules were set.
3: Uh, we talked about this before they hit teenage years too, is that you could maybe start group dating at fifteen.
1: Okay. You yeah. could
3: kind of enter those waters at fifteen in a group. When you turn 16, we would talk about maybe going on. So it really wasn't an argument about <clears throat> do we need to date? Because they knew our expectations were laid out. That was that was pretty much a non-negotiable. The 16-year-old would be are, you know, are you ready at sixteen? Are you emotionally ready? at 16 to take this step. So
1: So it's not just because they turn 16, they get to date. If they're not ready, it would be like, no, we're going to wait a little bit longer. Yes. Yeah. Well,
2: and and reminding again, in those preparing conversations, not to go back to that, but what is the end goal of dating? Like what's the whole point of it? If the whole point of it as Christians, as believers is ultimately marriage, right? What's the point of starting to date when you're 12? Now, at the same time, I will say, uh, man, kids are so different. So, yeah. you know, I knew with one of my kids that when she came out of the womb, pretty much she was going to be chomping at the bit to date. Um, and with the other one, <laughs> different pace on that. So I think I knew, like, if I tell my daughter that I know is, is very interested in guys, that like, oh, you you can't like a boy, you can't consider that person, uh, someone you're in a relationship with, even when she was pre-dating – I just felt like that was going to close lines of communication for us. I felt like that was not going to be helpful for um, a healthy, you know, her pursuing healthy dating relationships moving forward. So I think knowing your kids really well, which obviously we all as parents want to do, um, and then having specific boundaries. I mean, we just still even say, you know, you can't be at our house without a parent there. If we are there, you're not in the basement by yourself. You're where other people are. Um, The one-on-one dating, yeah, it's just a – always continuing that conversation for when they're ready. Um, I still even think like, you know, things like going on vacation with families. At this point, we made the rule where we've said when you're engaged, that's something we'd consider, but not when you're just dating someone. So those are a few practical things, but there's, you know, every kiddo is unique. Every family's unique too.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna ask you to expand a little bit on that in the interaction because you said, hey, vacations, that's when you're engaged. Like there's a line there. What about family activities, birthday parties, going out to dinner, did you invite in people that your kids were dating to spend time with your family or had they have, do they need to be dating for a certain amount of time before you did that? What did that kind of look like in your homes?
3: I let them lead on that. I let, I let the child lead, like the child, I call them the child, (laughs) The, the, the dating the person. The dating. the dating person. I let them lead on that. If they wanted to invite them in and they would ask, hey, can we invite so-and-so? Sure. That would be fine. Um, we didn't have any weird... You didn't
2: have any real rules around that? No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we've... I've been cautious to open the door for uh, our nuclear family, holidays, birthdays, um, things like that. Um but at the same time, yeah, you wanna consider, I don't know, from my perspective, there's the whole the memory of what that holiday is or what that birthday is like if that relationship does not last. Um, and the pictures from that birthday. You That's always take one wing like in, like in that, and, right? and one right? wing win win out. <laughs> so just <it's not> put <laughs> one up. I think we've tried to just kind of like, oh, we're we're gonna save we can do this with that person. This time, but let's then save. You know, this actual Thanksgiving gathering is just us. Um, but again, I—that's I, where I think so much of this is not black and white. There's mm-hmm. space for you to figure out, um, yeah, what it looks like for your family. So,
0: yeah, and I love that you just keep bringing up um, how different every child is. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so you have certain children that may be more um, shorter relationships, more chronically that happen that. Yeah. Occur, And then you may have a child that has a really long-standing relationship where that – those decisions become a little bit easier whether they should be at a birthday party or whatever. Um, So difficult question. If you didn't like Mm. said dating prospect, (laughs) uh, what would you do then? Like how do you interact with them if they have different values than you, if they didn't – if they have different viewpoints than you? How do you kind of walk those lines?
3: Stacey, you can take the
2: <laughs> okay. Well, thinking back, first of all, this is just my own dating experience. And this is something that I I think I learned from my parents, even in hard times. Um, I remember that they forced me to break up with someone when I was in high school. And I remember like how bad that was, how much that hurt. Coming out on the other side of it, I also can recall that my now my husband is probably the only person that I dated that they actually loved. And so I think just um, remembering and, like, looking back on, like, you know, trying to tell my—I even have told my kids that. Like, the wisdom that sometimes parents and other people can see about people that maybe you're too close and you can't. Um, it's difficult. I mean, I think we feel super strongly about wholeheartedly desiring our kids to only date people that also are following and seeking Jesus. Um and so I think, you know, we have had that conversation about, um, you know, I had a daughter that did go to like a dance with a guy that was not a Christian, but like we talked about like now this isn't somebody that we want you to have continued relationship with. If you do, I we need to have some dialogue about that just because of how much we believe um, in what's best for you. So again, it's, it's hard because again, you don't want as a parent, we all know that there are times we could lay the hammer down on something that's only going to cause our kids to pull away from you and pull away possibly from the lord or things like that and so it's always a kind of a dance in my opinion of knowing your kid and yeah trying to prepare for that in advance so
3: yeah i prayed for mentors yeah. in my yeah. kids life i really did pray for mentors because they they maybe they didn't feel comfortable talking to me about everything but we were. I was just really blessed that each of my kids had youth group leaders. We leaned into the youth group; they felt safe talking to them. Uh, they knew the kids better than I knew. Yeah. Normally, that they would be dating, so that was helpful. And I really wasn't in a situation that I I felt like I had to forbid anybody dating anybody. I think I definitely would have if I felt there was physical harm. Yeah, for sure. Mental harm spiritual harm if if they were re- if i saw my child spiraling i would step in yeah um for sure
1: um so when I uh, was dating, it was a very different culture than it is now, uh, even with cell phones and the way oh, people goodness. can yeah. ex- mm. like have access to each other. Mm. And so uh, maybe this question has to go to Stacey, only because you have kids that are relevant. And how do you navigate that? I mean, back in the day, I mean, someone wanted to talk to me. They had to call my house. They had to right. ask
0: for me. Right. And
1: so, you know, I wasn't allowed to call a boy first, you know, if I was interested in them. Um, and so there were some boundaries there. Nowadays, you know, you just start talking through Snapchat and Instagram and taxes. Yeah. So how do you navigate Mm -hmm. having healthy boundaries and healthy uh, expectations when it's so like society just contradicts that?
2: Yeah. Well, I think, I think the age of your kids matters. So obviously if you have a 24 year old dating, it's very different than when you have a 16 year old dating. So, I mean, number one, well, fun fact, I did learn that like now the way that you know a guy is interested in you is if he asks you for your SNAP.
1: Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. so I did.
2: I I was like, oh, so this is a thing. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the world totally has changed different. so much. Um, I mean, my kids always knew, and this is opens up a whole different conversation. But like, their phone is not their phone; it's my phone. So as far as always being able to, you know, and have access to that, and them knowing that, hey, I'm going to check it sometimes, and it's because of how much we care about you, and and know that it is a dangerous world out there. Um, So I would say that, I mean, that was something that helped keep things somewhat in check because we knew I was going to, you know, we didn't have phones in rooms at night for many, many years. We had to dock them at a certain time um, and at a central point or near my bed or that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I actually, I think I wish, and this is what I would say is I have a plan um, I think for me, and it, but it's continuing to the technology is evolving so quickly that you know the plan maybe I initially I had in place I should have put like four other layers in place as they've gone through teenage years. But um, it's it's definitely something to think about because the constant access to any person, I mean, it's yeah. just you don't get away, you don't get to breathe. It's it's impacting mental health mm-hmm. in teenagers in significant ways. So.
1: There's a lot around that. but Even just the expectations mm-hmm. of how often you should be in contact with someone yeah, right. as far as, like, when you're first dating, you don't need to talk 24-7, you know, right. and how to have those healthy boundaries feels overwhelming as a parent to yeah. navigate. Yeah.
2: And you can always make sure your kids know that you can be the bad guy. So, like, they don't need to be embarrassed that they're, hey, my mom's making me dock my phone. Sorry. It's not – I wish I could keep talking or I wish I could keep, because they do want to probably keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, But I'm like, nope, this is, this is, I'm the bad guy. That's okay. Yeah. So.
3: I, I became a professional investigator.
2: You can social use social
3: media your to your you advantage use, yeah, as yeah. a parent and you can see what your friend, you know, what their friends are tagged in or what some of their pictures are or what they're, you know, and you, can begin a conversation with your child yeah. about that, of like, hey, what do you think about this picture? You know, how does this, you know, glorify God at all? Or how does this make you feel when you see this person maybe flirting with other people? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and bring stuff up and, and we use it as a conversation yeah. starter with them um, of what is healthy dating and what is not. So it can be used to your benefit, but it is a really, it, it has upped the dating game for sure with yeah. uh, social media.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. One thing that my parents did was before I started dating, they had me create a list of like, hey, these are the qualities of what you want your husband to be. Now, yeah. you know, at 15, it wasn't, you know, awesome. But there were things that were like, hey, you're saying on here that you want someone who loves the Lord or something. So then when there would be someone who would, would contradict that list, it opens up for a conversation just yeah. to say, hey, is this, really are cool. you saying this isn't important anymore? Or are you saying that you are missing this? And so that, I think, was a cool way to be able to keep those yeah. conversations mm-hmm. where maybe I could come to my own conclusion of like, oh, I did say that was important. Yeah. Or when I said they had to have blonde hair, that maybe isn't <laughs> as was important, important as I thought yeah. as, you know, my husband has brown hair. So, yeah. yeah. And what I hear from all of you
0: is just a continued, like, open conversation, open communication. So how do you keep those pathways open when more one-on-one time is spent with them and they're dating partner or when physical boundaries start happening and and how do you continue to have those conversations as they get a little bit more complex
2: do you have any (laughs) Uh, give us your wisdom i'm i am like known as the always want to have an awkward conversation with my daughter's person (laughs) they love this about their mother no they don't love this about their mother but no i i just would say you kind of referenced it a little bit earlier becca but lean in, like have the conversation, push to make the communication, even as I think teenagers naturally can tend to pull away, uh, talk less, not start to, I mean, depending on their personality, but I think just continuing to always be an incredibly safe place to, like when they share something that has been really, really, might shock you or surprise you that happened that was negative, how you respond to that is either going to like continue to open the door for you to be a safe place or close that door some. So I think even when I don't want to give specific examples in this, of course, related to my kids, but as things happen that were positive or that were negative, I think being a consistent and safe place and being proactive and asking all the time. um, And yeah, I mean, there's lines in that as far as, frequency and becoming overly annoying which I've definitely crossed but um you know you just want to try and always and be interested in them like I think I do think my my daughter that is dating someone like I'm very I'm interested and I do really care about how her boyfriend is doing and how they're doing and I think I hope that that's something that's appreciated and that like she likes to talk about him so let's talk together about him you know so
3: yeah, Anything? I think it's our job as parents to help keep them accountable.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, their friends have a lot of influence in their life at this time, and how their friends are dating, and yeah, you know, keeping current with that is all really important. And I agree with you, Stacy, of of keeping a safe place. Mm-hmm. I would say my first reactions sometimes aren't always my best reactions, and then I have to come back and say, "Hey, I'm really sorry. I want." A redo on this and maybe we can talk about it and, and think about this. Yeah. But, um, my husband was actually much better at like being, Hey cats, you just need to calm down a little bit. This is going to be okay. You know? And so he was really helpful in that area, but, um, yeah. it's yeah,
2: it's tricky. It's and depending tricky. on your kiddo. It's tricky. It's because- tricky.
3: And with, with single parents, I w- I just want to reach out to single parents and blended mm-hmm. families to really try and get on the same page Um, To make that easy, easier dating experience for your child, and talk to them about it, and um, be their advocate, and maybe not always their best friend, but be their advocate—somebody who will stand for them.
1: Yeah, even if they don't don't recognize that's what you're doing at the time. Yes, yes. Okay, so looking back, anything that you would do differently? If you were like, you know what, I wish I would have leaned in here or I overreacted here. Was there anything that you, uh, now Kathy being on the other side of it, Stacey gravitating towards that, yeah. anything that you would do differently?
2: Oh, man. I mean, I would say the technology thing is a big one. It's just maybe, I, I don't think other than us knowing like their phones or our phones access, I, I think we got to a point that we just didn't keep evolving our plan. So uh, that's right. I think that's a big one. Um, uh, as far as looking back, I don't know. I can't think of. A, I'm still in it, so yeah, I think that's right. what's kind of hard. I'm like, probably maybe in ten years, I'll be like, "Whoa, really <laughs> should have thought that about that." Too. Erased what I said on that podcast <laughs> back ten years ago. No. Um, yeah, uh,
3: I think giving grace a little bit would have been maybe what I would look back on is is just giving grace, grace to myself. Hey, yeah. we as parents make mistakes, our children make mistakes, and I'm going to go back to the training of just like having training wheels, and when you take the training wheels off and put them on that two-wheeler, it's going to be wobbly for a while, they're going to fall, you know, and, and be there to pick them up. Um, I might have been a little more grace-filled yeah. on, on my responses, um, but I think we were there when the broken hearts happened. Uh, those are hard, yeah. and you're just there to love them through it. And when they're the ones who have to break hearts, how do you, ha- how do you teach them to have those conversations? Yeah. So it's wonderful teaching opportunities of um, leading with the gospel forward. Yeah.
0: What would be one piece of advice that you would give parents who are just beginning to think about dating?
1: <gasps> to me, give me the advice. <laughs> yes. Okay, Holly, this is for you.
2: I, I mean, I really would say— the why behind dating is so ultimately so important, keeping Jesus at the center of their life for sure. Um, and the why behind all of that, and then really do having I mean, you if you are you know married, if you're a single parent, it's different, but being on the same page and having kind of a united front on what that looks like. Um, I do think that that has communicated love and value, you know to our kids to this point for them to know, like, this is something that we think will happen under our roof. And we're excited for that stage for you. And, um, we want to be with you there through that stage. And here's things because we want you to be healthy and safe and think about the end goal. So
3: somebody told me, and I love this. And I did this with all my kids when they were reaching that teenage, you know, 12, 13 year old stage. That they are—tell them, keep telling them they are going to be amazing teenagers and that you are looking forward to this stage yeah. of life. And it is fun. It is
2: fun. It, it really
3: re- is. It really is a lot of fun it, because they come home and see, they start talking and sharing about their day and— I would wait up when they would come home from their dates and be like, well, how was no it? Way. What'd you do? You know, did you have fun on a scale of one to 10? You know, how and just... And then I'd and, say, did you kiss them? That's when <laughs> the awkward across the line.
1: Sorry, Kathy. Yeah. No,
3: I would ask that question <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, you would do. <laughs> Whether they were truthful, I don't know. But um, just have... Don't approach it with a gloom and doom attitude because it really is an opportunity to embrace this time that your kids are facing. It's hard for them. They're not having a great time being, you know, all their hormones flying all yeah, over the place and yeah. not knowing, you know, what emotion they're they're working with this now. So just tell them they're going to be amazing teenagers and you're looking forward to this time.
1: I love that. I, there's just so much wisdom personally that I can gather. Um, but just this notion of, uh, loving them in a way that points them to Christ and yeah. keeping these communications just to develop um, their ability to to lean into Christ through yeah. all these different challenges is huge. And so um, we just want to thank you guys for coming on here and for giving you. your time and your wisdom and sharing your stories with us. We're so thankful. Yes. Thank you, guys. I think that's something that you guys made
0: so clear, too, that I appreciate is that— um, so many of the boundaries and the structure and even restrictions came from a place of we just care so deeply for you and not that we want to control you. And I think that can feel so different when you're a kid and you feel Mm -hmm. like, oh, mom just wants to control me or dad won't let me do this. And so I think just making that so clear of like the foundation of this is care and love and protection because we want what's best for you in the same way that Jesus wants what's best for you. Um, So I think that that was such a great takeaway for me. Um, Like Holly said, I just want to thank you guys for coming, sharing, being vulnerable. I know it's hard to share about your families, but we appreciate it and we learn from it. This has been Parenting for the Everyday. Tune in next time.